Hi, this is Chip Kelly, 2.1, of the internet. And it's the end of 2017, a good year for comics. And as we start off 2018, let the, human, people, of Top 5 Comics Podcast, provide you with a 2017, year-end review. Good luck, you, bastards. Welcome to the Top 5 Comics, people talking about comics, pop culture, and events. With us today, we have the ghost of New Year's future, Ross. Hey, I don't know why you're a ghost, but (laughs) yes. We have the eternal optimism of the new year with CBS. It seems like it's reversed. I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to be the ghost of the future, and that Ross is the happy one. The future, the Grim Reaper one? Does it work the same for New Year's? I'm pretty sure it does. Mm. No, I see you like the costume. Must be nice. <laughs> I think my costume is like a diaper. <laughs> and a baby rattle and a stupid smile. No one wants to see that. I think that's baby New Year. And the desiccated corpse of last year with Rob. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 done. It's old. <laughs> get rid get rid of that last year. It's stinking up the place. It's true. <laughs> like like the fruitcake nobody eats because they're afraid of it. I don't, I don't Have you ever seen one of those things? It looks like throw up cubed. They do look funny. Yeah, they do look funny. I hear that they're good. You've seen one, Ross? Throw up cubed. If you ate like gummy bears. Now? <laughs> okay. Might be something Ross is busy put on his freaking cloak and getting the sickle out. <laughs> Must be nice. He even gets props. Stupid. Well, well, welcome to Top of Comics Podcast. Uh, today we're going to be doing our uh, 2017 year in review. Wait, I thought we just got rid of that year. And Well, yeah, we're reviewing it now. Oh, like dragging it back in. No, yeah, well, yeah, it's got to be until it's dead, dead. Until it's dead, dead. <laughs> I find the best way to get rid of the new year is to talk about it until it leaves. No, oh, yeah. He's got a good point. No? Okay. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I know all you at home say, hey, uh, did not this happen a few weeks ago? And I say, you shut up. That's right, you. Shut up. That's what he's been telling me this whole time, too. That's pretty much how it works every day. It's sad. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm like, Rossi News, and he's like, you can go to hell. And I'm like, oh, why is it going to be that way? And he puts on the hood, and the scythe comes out. He has a costume all the time with him. It's terrible. But I was just suggesting something. He didn't know. That's right. That, he's right. Well, so this is going to be uh, episode number 104? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you're laughing about, Ross. I'm going to snicker in the sticker corner. He's like, because I got candy. I'm like, no, that's not what, <laughs> not Snickers, Snicker. It's, it's, it's a super friends thing. Oh. And I know that that's, it's a little early for the rest. But you, you're, you're a fan of oh, old, no, of old school and super stuff. friends. Yeah. All right. Good times. All right, well, let's go and start with a little bit of news with Ross and the Dogpile. Damn it. <laughs> so, um, I guess, I don't know where to start. 
right. First thing in news is we got a Teen Titans Go movie trailer, which has parts of it that are kind of funny and parts of it that are very insulting to everything. I think that's the whole point. They want you to feel bad at the same time you feel good. Well, yeah, they make fun of themselves and they make fun of everyone else, so I guess, you know, but I don't know. It might be funny. I like parts of the show, so... No, there's definitely parts that are fun, and Carrie Payton's freaking awesome. All the guys that do the voice, all the, all the girls oh, and yeah. guys that do the voice work. I mean, Carrie's in front of the show, so anything the guy's in, I'm glad because it means a man's making money and doing doing good. Mm-hmm. Doing things, which is what I like. Things yeah. and stuff. Yeah, voices are definitely great. I think the movie will probably end up being funny, too. It's just the commercial had moments that were like, did you really need to say that in this commercial? I think Rob unlocked the key that was plotting the downfall of all superhero movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, it does have a moment there where it sounds like that. It sounds like it's going to be the superhero movie to end all superhero movies. And it doesn't sound like it's like it's going to be the best. It sounds like is, this is going to be the, the straw that breaks the, the camel's back. You guys are waiting for the bubble to burst. This might be the bubble burster. <laughs> That's what you get. So I guess go to it and burst the bubble or don't go to it and burst the bubble. It doesn't matter. Teen Titans go wins no matter what you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They're insidious, I guess. Nice. <laughs> That's another movie. <laughs> awesome. That's true. There will be a third one of those. That's great. <laughs> so funny. Oh, uh, so there's that, Teen Titans Go. If you haven't seen the trailer, um, well, it doesn't really tell you a lot, but you get a whole lot of Wonder Woman action, which is awesome. Yeah, that part's pretty good. Heck yeah. Yeah. A little um, bit of Aquaman in there, a little bit. Yeah, the Aquaman part kind of made me mad, but yeah. mainly because I don't think we need to make fun of Aquaman all that much still. But. No, no. <laughs> We're sort of moving away from that, and maybe that'll actually have a little bit of backlash, but you never know. Yeah. It really depends on how well that movie does. If a standalone movie succeeds, then... Yeah, then then you can make those jokes, but... Well, I mean, I, I think that the perception will be broken. Yeah. For Aquaman. But no. the downside was I, I really thought Justice League was going to do that, and it didn't quite... But it did move in the right direction. Right. As I was going to say, I think there's a lot of people that have a lot better idea of Aquaman now. But Yeah. Well, they have a different view of him, other than the guy in the, the orange and green. It doesn't change the fact that they made his power level and power set in the middle of the movie stupid. According talk to, to, talk to the to water, and the water talks to the fish. Yeah, but what's important yeah. is they showed all his other powers. That's true. Yeah. They showed his strength, his badassery, his beard, which is amazing. Yeah. His, his beard is my favorite power. It is pretty good. <laughs> it is pretty good. I didn't realize he had beard power. Speaking of beard, we have an animated Brave and the Bold getting ready to happen. It actually already oh. came out. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know that. It came out last week, but they did a animated uh, Scooby-Doo Batman Brave and the Bold oh, crossover. Right. And it looks pretty dang awesome. Right. Yeah, the Brave and the Bold cartoon was really, really good, and the Scooby-Doo fits perfect with the Brave and the Bold stuff, so... You just have to remember coming into it, it's more like Adam West than it is like um, Dark Knight. Yeah, Batman. That's true. Or regular Batman animated series. It's, it's it's not meant to be... He's kind of somewhere in the middle, but definitely yeah. closer to the Adam West style. No. Yeah, it, it's not meant to be taken serious. But surprisingly enough, for old school fans, there is some pretty serious drops that they have in there for different characters that ran into the series. And this movie in particular has a whole bunch of... It has, like, all the big characters from the TV show, but it also looks like it references a bunch of obscure characters from both the Scooby-Doo and the Batman side, so... 
This would be a pretty fun movie to watch. Yeah, nothing else. The trailer is jam-packed with crazy and cool, cool stuff in it. Mm. We definitely get outrageous Aquaman, so that's awesome. Yep, in a trench coat and a fake mustache. Hell yeah. yeah. Mustache on top of the mustache. Because he had to be a detective, so yes. that was the only way to make it work. Yeah. Mustache <laughs> on top of mustache, Rob. Freaking amazing. Yep. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Now, speaking of detectives, there's some other kind of news I think is comic book-oriented. Because I like the little power mouse. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, they're making a Detective Pikachu movie that's coming out um, next year, I think it is, by Legendary, which is kind of crazy, um, with Ryan Reynolds as the voice of Detective Pikachu. What? Yeah. Right? And they're also releasing the Detective Pikachu game in March, I think it said. Yeah, I think that's in March. Yeah. I don't... He's, he's not the voice in the game. No, no, not in the game, just in the movie. In the game, he sounds an awful lot more like Wolverine. He does hmm. sound kind of Wolverine. He does. Yeah. He likes coffee, and that's the best part well, to me. That he's wearing a hat. Yeah. But if you're not familiar with Detective Pikachu, he's obviously not Ash's Pikachu, but he's he's a Pikachu that wears a duck hunter hat, so the Sherlock Holmes hat, mm-hmm. and can speak English. Yep. Or whatever nationality you are that you happen to buy the game in. <laughs> In theory, he speaks that. <laughs> awesome. Because I know he originally spoke Japanese. Yeah. He, he speaks human language. Whatever human yes. language you speak. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't speak Pokemon ease. It does not a real language, Rob. No. 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 <laughs> well, uh, Pikachu has been one of the few that you know actually speaks audible sounds in the games now. Because they've mm-hmm. they finally made him actually say Pikachu in the games. Yeah, they got the... Uh, Japanese voice actress that does that says Pikachu and says the name and that's what they use for every language of the show Hmm. is that same one but they yeah they've been using that in the games recently too but the rest of the game characters all make make crazy video game sounds yeah Game Boy sounds basically so which I think is awesome that they're still doing that but (laughs) but yeah Detective Pikachu whole nother beast <laughs> Pull another chew. Yep. It's only a matter of time before we get a crossover with the greatest detective, Batman, and the greatest Pokemon detective, Pikachu. And then we have Batachu. So the real question is is this the coffee that makes him speak human language? I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good question, man. Do I give Jack coffee when I get home? That's a bad choice. <laughs> For a lot of reasons. Yeah. Messy, mostly messy. Yeah. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Both before and after. <laughs> Definitely after. <laughs> oh my god, black stains everywhere. Not the normal kind. Messy. Wait, there's a normal kind of black stains? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, is there? Oh <laughs> man. Shake, you, okay. On top of the so on top of the Detective Pikachu game, this is something I didn't tell either of you guys earlier. Oh. They actually made a or they're making a Detective Pikachu amiibo too. No freaking way. That's twice as big as all the other Amiibos for some reason. Okay, that's ridiculous. It's a giant hunk of plastic. Be- a minute ago I was excited because I like Pikachus a lot, because they're cute and deadly. And now you told me it's like a giant hunk of plastic that doesn't make sense with the rest of the hunks of plastic. And, and even and more less deadly, happy. Even more deadly than the other Amiibos. Only to kill a man with? Well, what else do you use the Amiibo for? I mean... <laughs> oh, I probably misunderstood the purpose. I thought they were cute like paperweights. Oh, why do you think Donkey Kong is my favorite to you? <laughs> oh. the heaviest of the bunch. Yeah, well, that explains 
a few of the weird grave sites out behind your house. <laughs> Just a couple. Weird. So there was some other movie news that I didn't mention earlier either. There's supposed to be a new Mutants movie coming out in yes. April. Trailer was freaking awesome. That is now coming out in February next year. Mother... Oh, that's unfortunate. So, so I guess all the Fox X-Men movies that are coming out in the near future got their dates pushed around. Take that, Fox, Disney. Mm-hmm. And I think they all got pushed back, but New Mutants is definitely the one that got pushed back the craziest amount. So. Mm, interesting. Did they did they actually release why? Or was it just... Um, I've read... I don't know if it's like an official thing on it or not, but I've read that they showed it to test audiences. And they responded, like, okay to it, but not great. And so they wanted to kind of put it back and see what they could do to make it better. Okay. So it means you should start applying for jobs about the New Mutants movie now. Now you can rewrite it and start over. Oh. I don't think it's that bad if they... If they no, the trailer was, okay. was freaking awesome. Like, yeah. for being, like, a horror movie that didn't look like a mutant movie at all. Well, and yeah. that's, that's what I've read, too, is the big thing they're doing is trying to make it a scarier movie. Because of the success of, like, It and the Conjuring movies recently, they're wanting to make it a more, even more horror-y than it already was. So we get less mutants and more scare. So it's even less of an X-Men movie. Yep. Well, I mean, you have a cast of characters that lend to that pretty well. Mirage and Ileana are both pretty scary and have some scary stuff connected to them. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it could be could be really good. But, I mean, like, when you when you talk about... The hierarchy of characters. New Mutants, unless you were right there at that time, they're not well-loved. Mm. So, I don't know. I, if they're going to give it a little bit more time to make them better, okay. You know, hopefully that turns out to be good and it doesn't turn out to be... Crap. Yeah. yeah I can tell you, I was, I was super excited for the movie. Because, yeah. I mean, the trailer it looks great. way good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't know who most of the Nubians are anyways, so... I definitely did not know most of them. Mm-hmm. And from watching the trailer, I probably couldn't have pointed out to you who the who they actually were from the comic books. So that's me from someone that doesn't know much, but knows a little bit. Well, sadly, I'm a big X-Head, so I could actually point out most of them, because like some of the cast really looks spot on, like, oh, that's who that is, mm-hmm. that's who that is. But... I don't know. It'll, it'll, it's it's interesting. Hopefully, this turns into something that's worth holding it back and not just yeah a mess. Yeah, I hope so too, because that's kind of a crazy pushback for something that was supposed to come out like in less than a month. Yeah, yeah. Well, there hasn't been a whole lot of like commercial commercials out for it either. I mean, there's a whole lot of movies that are having that issue right now. That I think we're going to see a lot of things change release date wise. I mean, it's in January and. In theory, in May, we're supposed to have Solo, and all the other, well, up till now, the Disney Star Wars movies have all had like a year plus in the advertising bracket. I mean, Force Awakens was being advertised for a year. Mm. Rogue One, maybe nine months. Dark, or, Last Jedi, man, that was hard to get out of my mouth. Last Jedi. should put it there in the first place. I know, right? Yeah, a lot of reasons. But Ray's so pretty. Gosh. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, like I said, for, like have more than a year, or between nine months and a year worth of advertising to them. And Han Solo is supposed to drop four months from now, 
and there's been, like, a poster. And it's black, and it says Solo. <laughs> like, that's the least amount of work you could have possibly done to advertise the thing. I mean, there's a few photos that showed up. There's set-leaked photos, or IMDB photos, so, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, yeah, they're photos of the dudes playing the dudes. All right. Well, I mean, we, we know it's had some trouble. Well, director-wise, yeah, but... I mean, Ron Howard, even if he's playing pit cleanup, is a good director. So, as far as that, I find it unlikely that there's that many problems. If it was that bad, I have a feeling that Howard would say, oh, let's just start over. It's also weird that they were slating it for a May release in the first place, considering everything else they've done in Star Wars up till now has been December, November-December release. I mean, that would have made more sense to me in the first place, because otherwise we're going to get to December this year, and it'll be the first year without a Star Wars thing. What I remember is Disney promising Star Wars every Christmas. I feel like someone stole my Christmas present. I don't remember that. I know that that's been what's happened recently, but I don't remember them ever saying we're releasing one. You don't ever feel like they gave you a promise, Ross? No. Yeah. Well, it's because they take that stuff away. (laughs) You're still getting one. You saw Last Jedi, right? They take it away. Oh, my gosh. They take it away. Ah. Anyhow, other movie TV nonsense... Uh, new mute or new warriors. Uh, we started seeing some more cast stuff for that, and uh, I think we probably talked about this once before because we're getting we're getting Lily from the AT and T commercials as Squirrel Girl. That's not a real name. I don't know how to say a real name. I know we've talked about it before on the show because I've said a real name before, it's and like it's a, a mouthful of Russian weirdness. It's a really good casting choice. Yes, she's freaking awesome, and she matches Squirrel Girl really well. Mm. I don't feel like there's anything else I was going to say about that other than that. <laughs> so. There's that piece, everyone. Yeah. I guess squirrel that, girl, not frumpy squirrel girl. Yes. Okay. Which I guess that could lead to a, a batch of the slaughterhouse over in Marvel that happened. I don't know, like October, November, into December, um, with cancellations. And that's kind of newsworthy. And then we can do move into the top, whatever for 2017. I guess. Do you want to talk about canceled books for a second, Rob? Sure. Yeah. Um. So there was actually a lot of cancellations coming down from Marvel. Yeah. And we're seeing some books to go into their places and some books that are not going to be going into their places. So one of them that was canceled earlier in the year, we don't have on the list here, but it's America. Right. Um, Which, if you even go on YouTube and look around, you're going to find a lot of people with a lot of opinions of why that book was canceled. (laughs) And most of them are not good. Well, they're good reasons, but that's why they canceled it. Yeah. Um, along with that, Silk was also canceled, uh, which I, I, I'm sad for, but I kind of get it. Um, Spider-Gwen wasn't... She wasn't the character that they wanted to really do a story with, but she was definitely the stronger character. Well, more popular. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Gwen came out popularity-wise, guns blazing, and Silk sort of followed suit... But didn't stick to it. I think they just began them too close together. Yeah. I mean, and so I think people went, do I do I do Silk or do I do Spider-Gwen? And Spider-Gwen was just the more accessible story. Sadly, Generation X is on the block. And it's only sad because I loved the the first run for Generation X. Like, it's, it's a nostalgia thing purely. This particular run didn't have a lot to hang its hat on. Probably you could put almost all of this on the blame of it just not looking well enough to keep people's interests. And it didn't help that they had 
dynamite cover artist. Because Terry Donaldson, I think, was doing did the art them. on most of the first issues. Terry and Rachel. And yeah. if and if you were sold on that and you open the book, there's no denying that it's disappointing. Um, the other trick was they, they tried to pick a bunch of characters that were not supposed to be combat-oriented characters, and they were going to flip the switch and show us that these mutants could still be heroes, but they did it so poorly. The execution was just... It just wasn't there, so I mean, it's not really a big surprise that the book's being canceled. Well, another problem point of it is they took characters that no one cares about, and like when you take characters no one cares about and you turn them on their head to force you to care about them because they do something freaking awesome or because what they're fighting is just so dangerous... Then, awesome, turn them all into vampires? Okay. Turn them all into monsters? Okay. But you do little to nothing with them, but have them infight and bicker? Um, yeah, that, that matters in this group of characters you like. You take the Riverdale kids from the Riverdale show and have them bicker with each other, and you're like, this is fun. You take a bunch of characters no one cares about and have them bicker with each other, it's pointless. I mean, Jubilee's just as interesting as anything else being a vampire, but she's still Jubilee. And while R- John... Ryder loves her, and I like her just fine. She's not interesting enough to hold a book by herself. Well, and they didn't, they didn't put her for forefront either to really sell the book on her strength. I think they really thought that they could sell it on Quentin Quire, and he just doesn't have the popularity. Pink Mohawk aside, that's true. Um, the next one is Guardians of the Galaxy, and this one is not so much a cancellation as much as they're going to kind of feng shui the book. Because when we get the... Um, Infinity Quest? Infinity Quest uh, book, that, that's pretty much where they're going to roll over to. Uh, however, this last arc for Guardians with the Nova Corps showing up it's is awesome. really, really good. It's yeah. so solid. Yeah, and the last issue they did the, is 100, the 150 issue. Uh, with the number jump for the legacy stuff. And yeah. it is a double-sized issue. The first half is like Guardians. Guardians Nova story. And then they move, move Adam Warlock into it. So we get the return of Adam Warlock. So if you're hyped for that Adam Warlock Infinity books, well, he first shows back up in the Guardians book. So you're going to miss a giant chunk of that. Yeah, it was Will you need it? I mean, I don't know. Until number one comes out of the other series, it's hard to say. I think it's important, though. Plus, we got Rocket Raccoon as a space cop, which is freaking awesome. Yes, that's cool. Yeah, his his uh, his logic in one forty nine is is amazing. Like it's it's totally worth it just to check out. Like the crazy way Rocket tries to figure things out. It's freaking, it's really good. It's pretty. If you like the Guardians at all, at least those last three books are definitely worth a read. Yeah. Um, Hawkeye is getting canceled, which I I think is unfortunate for one reason because I like Kate Bishop a lot. But I think the reason it's happening is because they really hoped they could rely on the art style from Hawkeye, the standalone series they did um, two years ago, that had the simple style art and was dealing with him saving the the block from the tracksuit mafia, the Russian gangsters. And while it worked for that series because of the style of story it was, you turn around and you put in Kate Bishop's A Pretty Girl Story and it just doesn't work. Okay. Well, wasn't... Now, I, I might be wrong about this, but wasn't Nick Spencer... Writing that Hawkeye story? Yeah, I, I, I want to say yes, but I don't remember that. Okay. I, I think what they might have gotten confused with was that the look of the series was what sold it rather than the writing. And the writing is really what sold it. It was it was the ridiculous quality of it and, and putting 
there's there's been a funny thing that's happened with Hawkeye for me. I think as a character, he's gone from being like a superhero that a lot of people really liked and wanted in a lot of situations to being the guy that they're like, why is he on the Avengers? He doesn't have any superpowers. And I think some of that's because of the movies. But what was great about that series is that they addressed that. And then they put him in a story that was small enough that only he could deal with that. And I mean, honestly, the the Avengers Occupy story that they're doing now is a direct relation to that. That's kind of this just continuing that idea. Not to say that that one's done um, really well either. <laughs> it's got a terrible title. Occupy Avengers is a stupid title. Yeah, it is. Occupy Anything is freaking stupid. I don't, I don't think anybody's contradicting you on that. Okay. I'm going to make a book called Occupy. That's it. If it's just called Occupy, it's different because it could be about anything. Living in a phone booth, living in the bathroom, occupying whatever. But if you're occupying the John, if it's not just about you having explosive diarrhea, I don't want to read it. I think what you would want to Do make. Do you really want to read it if that is what it's about? No. <laughs> but I get all. I guess at least you sum up what you're talking about, though. It's true. Occupy something could be a great existential book. Existential. Exoskeleton. Yes. <laughs> it's my spider has. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what, that's what bugs have? Yes. Your spider cracked one off. That's messed up. That's, yeah, that's messed up. Anyways. That's <laughs> a different story. Right. So, uh, moving on. The next one is Iceman. And I don't know if this is really a surprise to anybody. Iceman has always been a hard solo story to sell anyways. But being a story that was... It wasn't really meant to enhance the character at all, I don't think. I think it was really meant to just be like, oh, you've kind of put it behind you that Iceman is now gay because we decided that? It didn't even feel like it was a good story for moving ahead that agenda, as much as it just felt like it was, like, just hammering that point home. Well, yeah, make sure to remind you that Family Guy told you it's true, so it's true. Yes, that's true. That's true. Well, you know, it had two Icemans in it. It's only a matter of time before we get the greatest love story of all. Iceman loves Iceman! (laughs) No, I, I... There was moments... Is it really wrong if it's yourself, Ross? That's the real question. Yes. That's what your book can be about. Occupy. Is it really wrong with yourself? <laughs> Time, I thought it was about something else. Time travel love? I don't know. I I mean, there, there's moments, actually, that, that are good. Like, the dealing with his family and with his younger self was good, but it was really drawn out, and it could have taken place in any X title without it being a standalone. Right. And, I mean, I think that's the problem, is that it, it needed... It needed to be within the pages of one of the X titles instead of his own standalone story. His his own standalone story should have been something more <sighs> exciting and maybe a little bit more building towards making Iceman more uh, accessible to outside readers that aren't just X readers. Man, yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, there was some interesting parts. The whole idea of the family dynamic where the family, where his parents wanted to take young Iceman and try again was interesting. Yeah, it's it's messed up, but it's interesting. But it almost makes it to where the original reason they outcast him in the first place because he was a mutant, and they couldn't deal with that being less of a problem than him being a gay mutant. And then all of a sudden, as a gay mutant, that's more okay for them to deal with than when he was just a mutant. Yeah. And like I feel like that's a giant miss. Anything you're trying to do, like story type, because you add the other piece, all of a sudden they were more willing to try to raise him. Hang on, what? Yeah. He's still the same mutant kid, just 20 years later. Like, what are you doing? 
I was good in the film. I was had good covers. I'm only a little bitter about the Iceman thing. Should have been Beast. I'm just saying. Anyways, moving on to Jean Grey. That way you be furry. Is it okay if you're furry and it's you? No, it just it just makes Occupy. better sense. <laughs> no, I'm telling you that's about what needs to be about. Is that the it's about time subtitle travel to it? Time travel loving yourself, Ross. No, the subtitle is Is it okay if it's furry and it's you? Oh yes. Maybe. <laughs> Somebody better be taking notes, because this is going to be gold. By the time this is over. Hollywood be, gold! It'll be something. Uh, so, <laughs> along the X tree, also getting shut up, we got Jean Grey. Yeah. Which they're dropping out of there. Okay. I mean, we're going to be getting X-Men Red, and she's already running the team for X-Men Blue. Yeah. So, I think her having a standalone is fine, but I don't think... I think there's enough Jean Grey at this point that we don't need to have... The Phoenix Resurrection, Jean Grey, and X-Men Red and X-Men Blue, and they all be Jean Grey books. Yeah. So I get that. They did some story stuff with the kid. They ran around with the White Queen for a second. That's interesting stuff. But the kid and the White Queen together don't make the same story as adult Jean and the White Queen, which could have some really interesting stuff going on. So we'll just have to see where that goes. So I kind of get that one. I like the art, and I like the way they the style for her. She just shouldn't be in three books at the same time. No problem, man. Um, after that, what do we got next? We got Luke Cage. Which, I mean, that is a disappointment as far as I'm concerned, but I didn't like that they split the two of them up in the first place. Like, I like the, the Luke Cage and Danny Rand, or Iron Fist Luke Cage storyline, the one yeah. had Sanford drawn. Like, I, I like that one a lot. I got the idea of the two things being separate, so we have Danny off having adventures, and Luke trying to balance out everything. But, between the two of them, it's weird that that's the one getting cancelled. I mean, Iron Fist has got some interesting stuff they're doing, like throwback stuff to Coon Loon, all the stuff with Sabretooth. I mean, if you listen to two episodes ago, we talked about what, a couple of issues of Iron Fist that are going on right now, and they're they're interesting. But then we have The Defenders, which is a much stronger book, just in general. I mean, The Defenders book is just better than both of them. And that's true. So I guess I don't not understand that. I just i am disappointed by it. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Uh, next up is Royals. Royals, I thought, started really strong, but I don't think they really had a long-term goal for it. And, I mean, honestly, this is a lot of the coming out of Marvel really trying to push hard for Inhumans to kind of take the place of the, the X titles. Yeah. Um, so it, I, it's not really a surprise to me. I don't think that they tried enough to make us care about the Inhumans as much as they tried to just jam down our throat. Well, I think they hoped that the TV series, the Inhumans show, would abridge the gap and force people to come to the books. Because yeah. they still don't realize the books and the shows don't really connect, like, at all. Because they don't. No, but I would say that there is a little bit of people seeing stuff on TV and being like, I want to know more about this. Hmm. I, I'm going to say maybe a small fraction, but I don't think that an Inhuman show, if it had done well... I still don't think we've seen people come to the books. And the Inhumans, I think, are interesting enough, but we already had a whole handful of Inhumans running around in the S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Yeah, they weren't named characters, because they were all new characters, except for Daisy, I guess, Quake. Yeah. But even her being an Inhuman in the first place is second from the show, because in the books, that's not what she was. She was a science experiment. Dr. Hyde's kid. So, like, the way she fits in the books and the way she fits in the, in the shows were different. I just don't think... 
those characters I think are interesting enough to have a book. I just, again, they're another one that doesn't need three books. And we got yeah. Uncanny Humans, Royals, Black Bolt. There's just too many inhuman books for people to follow that hard enough. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I might be wrong, I guess. But they yeah, use a lot of pastel sense, colors, yeah. too, which I don't mind so much, but it was rough, I think, on the covers. Mm-hmm. It's, it started strong. I just I don't think they had a long term role with it anyways. Right, right. Uh, Secret Warriors. To me, this is a big shame. Because um, even though it, I, I have to admit, like looking at the group, I initially was completely uninterested. And half of that was because Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur were right there on the cover and I just didn't... I don't care about them. And they really try to push that character right now in Marvel. When it came out, I was completely... Blown away with how much I actually really enjoyed the book. It was it's actually a great, great story, and it kind of bridges Inhumans and a lot of the younger generation of superheroes. I thought it was great, but maybe maybe it's like this other one where they just didn't have enough story to keep going after the Secret uh, Empire stuff. Well, I think that's the main reason. I don't think it's I don't think it's a lack of story or a lack of interesting characters. I think it's a book that was designed to take place during Secret Empire. I think once Secret Empire is over, which it is, that it runs out of fuel from its original intent. Yeah. Because its whole point was that these are the people that escaped Evil Shield, Hydra Shield, Hydra Cap, and formed their own organization to continue to fight against Evil Shield, Hydra, as the Secret Warriors. Because they're all people that escaped being integrated into that system. So now that S.H.I.E.L.D. is back to being S.H.I.E.L.D., Hydra is back to being Hydra, we have two Caps. The initial threat and the reasoning for them to exist as a team isn't there. Could they still be a team? Yeah, I guess so. But I think it's more likely we'll see these characters re- rebrand in something else. Oh, we will. I mean, they're all characters that have enough blood on them that they can do that. Right. But I think that's the whole reason that one's canceling is its initial setup was is to be a part outside of what was happening in Secret Empire. And now Secret Empire is over. It doesn't mean there's no reason for the book, but it takes a lot of its steam away. Ah, oh, we're the Secret Warriors because we don't want to be part of Evil Shield. Oh, Shield's back to being normal? Well, you know. And I'll give you, initially, if someone showed back up and they're like, hey, man, you need to rejoin the ranks because everything's back to normal, it would be shaky to believe them. But nevertheless, like, it runs out of steam a little bit because of that. Yeah. Great book, though. Yeah, actually, I really enjoy it. Then we got She-Hulk. I don't know what to say about this one. It's one of the few things that was important for Civil War II that came out of there. was the big change to Jennifer Walter. I'm guessing that we're going to clear that up and get She-Hulk normal by the end of this, and then that'll probably wrap the book. Uh, is, is it a great loss? I don't really think so. I thought it was kind of just middle of the road. It wasn't the greatest She-Hulk run that she's ever had. As much as I really like She-Hulk as a character, it's not uncommon for her to be canceled, so... Yeah, yeah, I mean, the art in this was great. But as far as, like, the... The point of the story was all to deal with the... fear and how it was manipulating her after the loss of Bruce. And while most of us know that Bruce is around again because the whole resurrection thing at the hands whims. We really haven't seen him in the books a lot. And so this book was stemming from that, and the whole reason she was shaken the way she was is because of that. Now you add the next-door neighbor lady 
feeding off her fear and driving her fear, and it makes her an interesting set of stories, but she's still She-Hulk, and they, even when they had Charles Soule writing a great story, they couldn't pair it with a good writer, a good artist. So we take an okay story and a really good artist, and they wonder why it didn't fly. Well, I mean, that's partially why. If you would have had this artist on the Charles Soule uh, She-Hulk, it would probably still be going. Well, that's true. They would have paired them different. And that's not to sell this writer short, because it's an interesting story. It is. It's just an interesting story that is built to be one season, not six seasons. Yeah, that's true. And that's brutal a little bit, but but it's true. Could they have done something else? Yeah. If the numbers would have stayed up, they could have done something else, I'm sure. And I'm sure this is a numbers cancel. Which yeah. is unfortunate. Like you said, I mean, She-Hulk is plagued with cancellation, which sucks. Because yeah. she's freaking awesome. She is a great character. Uh, the next is the Unbeatable Gwynpool. I, I, this one is another, I guess, number cancellation. Um, I, there's a lot of like talk about what Gwynpool is and where she's going to show up and, and whatnot. I, I think Gwynpool is going to be fine. I just think that they probably got going a little too quick with her. I don't know about, I don't know about that. I mean, she is more outlandish than Deadpool as a thing, but it's because she's so, like, not, not entirely planted in the regular continuity of things. And with the, the story, the last story arc has been about the evil Gwynpool who's showed up from the future. So I could easily see this book in, and then we get a Gwynpool book that is about the evil Gwynpool, who believes she's been killing characters by throwing them into the open spaces in comics. Which is very possible. I mean, you're throwing in the borders, you very well could die. I mean, there's that whole music video with the take on me guy. And, you know, I mean, I guess they get out of it at the end, so... I mean, whatever. What happened to the guys with the wrench? They're dead. It's quite possible. Recycled. <laughs> Not that has anything to do with anything, but... Yeah, I don't know. Gwen's been fun, but I don't... You know, I, I don't know. That, I think... does, that doesn't make a total bad sense to me, because, like, that thing does manage to hold water, but somehow Squirrel Girl normal still going... Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, she does well selling trades. <sighs> yeah. Uh, the next one is U.S. Avengers. And it is sad again. This is a great, great title. Um, I think its name didn't help it. No, not I, at all. I think the name was stupid. And, you know, the cast of characters is actually great once you get past that it's, it's who they are. Right. I, I thought they did a fantastic job, and so this one's just really sad to see it cancel. As far as the rest of them are concerned, I mean, yeah, I don't think any of those characters in there are throwawayable by any means, and the books were pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, it may have helped if they didn't start with a 52 different cover scenario kind of thing going on yeah, for all the was, states. that was much. And the different variant, so they did a, did a different state variant for every state, Ross. And then they did a Canadian one, and then they did a U.S. one, and then they did the other variants for stores. So, like, they bombarded everything with covers, and the title is only okay. I mean, U.S. Avengers is not a good title. Yeah. It's just like Super Sons. Super Sons is a great freaking book, but the title is stupid. Try to convince a person that Super Sons is one of the greatest books they're going to read, and unless you can pitch the rest of the story, they're like, ah, uh, that title sounds dumb. And I understand, because it does. Yeah, it's, it's... Not that the book's dumb. Don't get don't misunderstand people. Oh, no. Yeah. Super Sons is fantastic. And then uh, the last one on our, on our weird list, which I mean Black Bolt's up for cancellation, too. And I don't know if that's been finalized or not, but mm. there's like four others that are not official, official yet. 
Um, but the last one that's official is the uh, Uncanny Avengers. And this one is, it's bittersweet because it is, I think it's finally come into its own with the the Unity Squad kind of running its own thing and having mutants and regular adventure, Avenger characters and Inhumans all together. But I have read the final issue, and it goes off on a really strong note. So it might have just been time to shut this this one down. Um, with the new Avengers run, there's no surrender moving so fast and having so much stuff in it. A lot of those characters from U.S. Avengers or from Uncanny Avengers is in that book. Yeah. So it's like they took those characters and the regular Avengers characters and mixed them all into one big Avengers book. And it's coming out every week for the next, like, three months. And the first issue came out already, and it's got a bunch of crazy stuff that happens. Freaking awesome. This is true. Um, And and for a lot of the people that are already upset that we just got out of an event and we're going into an event, I think a lot of these cancellations are part of that, at least for the Avengers side. Because we're dropping two Avengers titles, and I think this is why. It's that we're going to have this really strong... Avengers series? Avengers series. Yeah, it's not really an event. It's more of a, it's a regular series. It's just the regular series is happening in a particular way that makes it bigger than a regular monthly book. So, but yeah, like you said, we got two, two, two Avengers titles that dropped. We have no more new Avengers currently. So, it's like the Avengers book just fattened itself and let the other three go away. And I guess that's good. You know, whatever. If they're all going to be in one book, then why do they need to be in other books anyway, right? Right. Take that, Ross. I don't know why it's Ross's fault. What did Ross have to do with that at all? Oh, little did you know, see him. Oh, see, I see Justice glasses, and I'm like, you oh, mother. Uh, I'm like, why don't you like a rogue? Is because her costume is green? And he's like, mm-hmm. That was me making a shrugging noise, in case you couldn't hear it on the recording. Ah, uh, well, that's enough of that nonsense. Let's go move on to your 2017 review stuff. Just to let you know, there will be spoilers. Uh, so first, uh, so first, the first question is, is part one, part two, part, uh, part one, Rob, hmm. best superhero for the year 2017. That's really tricky because I mean, there's so much that has gone on, of course, throughout the year. And so, and it's, it's hard because, you know, you, you read something towards the end of the year and that's the one that sticks in your mind. Right. So he probably doesn't deserve this, but I actually think Phantomex from the X-Men is probably my my hero of the year, and I think it's it's mostly due to what happens in Astonishing X Men towards the tail end of the story. He kind of makes a sacrifice of his ego, and really is going to shake things up in the 2018 X universe, basically because of what the said, without giving away story elements. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, makes it hard. Okay, but uh, but yeah, I, I I know that's the tail end of the year, and there was probably somebody else that maybe maybe deserves it more, but he's the one that really comes to my mind over this last year. But. All right, only well, I, mean, I, I wouldn't say he's a bad choice, Mr. Ross, best superhero 2017. Uh, I'm uh, gonna cheat, okay, and give you a superhero team that I thought was pretty awesome in 2017. Okay, and that was the Teen Titans in general. Um, we had the reintroduction of Aqualad into that, and had a really cool story with him and Black Mana. Um, we had Wally West quit and then or get fired and then come back. And he's been really cool, and then of course you have Damien and Goliath that are awesome. You say Damien driving the boat the whole time. Yeah, and then just recently we've had Superboy, who's not officially part of it, but is basically part of it, and so 
Yeah, you got a cool mix of characters there. All right. Mm-hmm. Just on a personal note, I mean, the the Aqualad Kip, Kip Duran, this is the first time that I think they've introduced him well in the series. See, so, uh, well... Because, I mean, I've, I've really not liked the way that they've handled him before. And it's sad because it's like the the Young Justice animated series, like, got him right. Like, that's, I think, the character you want to do. And, like, I feel like this is the closest comic yeah. adaptation of him. I really liked him in Brightest Day when he first showed up, but... Yeah, I, I guess I'd already been kind of broken by the animated, so, like, when he shows up, I was kind of like, really? See, and it's kind of funny, because Brightest Day came out before the animated, but he was based off of the animated, because they knew the animated was coming out. Yeah. But, yeah, I liked him. I liked him in Brightest Day a lot, but I hadn't seen any of the cartoon prior to that either, so... Hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, I say the new version looks more like the animated series. Oh, yeah. Young Justice, but doesn't necessarily fit the character right, but whatever. Hasn't been bad. It doesn't fit the cartoon. He is actually pretty similar. He acts pretty similar to the cartoon character. Minus a few differences they decided to go with this time. But as far as character traits, he's pretty similar still. Okay. Okay. Uh, So for me, man, Best Superhero 2017. Like Rob said, there's a lot of things that make it hard to decide who and why. So you have to decide whether you're going to include, like, the amount of space they cover in the universe. And, like, for me, it's obviously Batman is the, is the guy. I was going to say Batman. Because yeah. Because Batman. Because Batman. I mean, how many <laughs> books does Batman have? We're not just counting... You can count the underlings how many books does he have. Like, eight. No. Nine. Because you got Batwoman. Oh, shoot. Batgirl. Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Nightwing. Titans. Teen Titans. This is counting the underlings, so books that he touches, I guess. Well, Justice League, Justice League of America. Right. Batman. The dude has, like, 20 freaking books. Signal. That, well, yeah. I, we don't count that one because... Is, is it technically a 2018 book? It came out in 2017, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, at the end of the, the, end of, end of the year. Man, okay, I guess you count that piece I mean, of trash, you, too. You got to. <laughs> well, it's not a piece of trash. It's fine. <laughs> I just... I have mixed feelings about Duke Thomas, and... It really bugs me a lot that this is Scott Snyder's, like, here's my flag, everybody, check it out. And he's only writing half of it. So it's like he's on there for the namesake of it. So what are you doing? Well, he might be helping out the writer below him, which, I mean, seems really... Yeah, it did it, one... It's good and it's a jerk move. I mean, I, mm. I mean... I was going to say, it did wonders for Marguerite Bennett, but it really did. I mean, she she actually shines pretty heavily. Yeah. Just the Lobo book they put her on at the beginning was questionable. Well, I think that was her choice. No. Scott Snyder said Lobo needed to be reinvigorated. Yeah, and he's like, you know who could do it? Marguerite Bennett. And she's like, sure. And then she shows up and they turn out what they did. And now where are we at? Back to classic Back Lobo. Back to Lobo. No explanation needed. No reason. No explanation needed. That's, well, it's true. Anyway... Fundamentally, Batman spreads across a lot of things. My key reason for this particular year is why he's the character of the year. Well, do he propose a Catwoman, man? Like, that's like a huge freaking thing for that character. As far as baby steps forward in the universe, Batman takes baby steps. Just like Superman does. It's no different than the year Superman proposed Lois Lane. It's still like a giant step in the character's world. He says baby steps, and I picture baby feet. So I picture 
full-on Batman top half, baby bottom half. That's why we don't let you draw things, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Batman has obviously worked in teams before, Justice League, Justice League of America, but the run Outsiders. Into, yeah. But the run in Detective Comics is really a telling thing for Batman moving forward. Yes. Yeah. every other team... It, it like even with uh, Batman and the Outsiders, it's always Batman and the Outsiders. You know, the Justice League, he does his own thing. He's just a part of the group. You know, like the Detective Comics. I mean, that was really his team, right? And it's all his associates. So, also kind of a big thing for the guy who usually doesn't ask for help. It's true. So, anyways, I, I give you Batman. I mean, I'll, I know somebody sound like a cop out, but whatever. Um, so, best villain of the year. Rob? Um, you know what? It's going to be Captain America. It's going to be Hydra Cap. Me, you mean you mean Steve-o? Evil is, Steve? Is that a thing? Yes. Captain Steve. I'm, I'm going to go Hydra Cap. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, they, they started it off with a huge controversial bang in the Steve Rogers Captain America series. They kept it going all the way through Secret Empire, and as much as people want to go, oh, boo-hoo, it wasn't the end that I wanted, it was a lot better than the end I thought we were going to get, which was Cosmic Cube fixes everything, and everything that you've spent this year doing was a lie. You know, uh, I, I actually thought it was really well done, and I think that living with the consequences is actually still something that they're going to do going forward in Marvel. Probably not to the extent that some fans would like. But... You know, it happens all the time when you get an Elseworld story. Yeah, when you can have an Elseworld story and you kill everybody in the Marvel Universe, it's a story that's going to be big and it's going to be appealing to some people who just want to see people die. But it's not something that you can build forward on. Right. You know, as much as I love all the indie books that come out in the world, you can talk to three different generations of people that love Superman or Captain America. You can't even talk to one generation of people who loved Youngblood, you know, or Hunter you can talk Killer. To one. Well, you can talk to one generation, but you, you can't. You can't. You can't talk beyond that. Like right. today, if you said, "Oh yeah, you really remember Cyberforce that well?" I have to constantly explain Wildcats to people when I'm talking about New Fifty Two characters. Right. They just they don't have the pedigree, and right. sometimes for that pedigree, you're not going to get the big daring story. But I, I actually thought Secret Empire was fantastic, and Steve Rogers makes a really dangerous and nasty villain. So All right. I can feel that. I can feel Evil Steve or steve uh, uh Ross? <laughs> best supervillain or best villain? doesn't have to be super. Best villain. Uh, best villain this year for me was Black Mana, for sure. Just talking about the Teen Titan stuff and having his story connect with uh, Aqualads, which I'm glad they didn't change that at all. I guess, spoiler if you didn't know, but Black Manta is Aqualad's father. And they had a lot better explanation in this run for what, how he was his father and stuff than in the last one. And he's still a jerk. Even though he was his dad, he still was like, no, nah, I'm still Black Manta. I'm, I'm going to kill people and steal, and that's what I do. So, yeah. Black Manta is one of the characters that has really benefited from the fact that we didn't know much about him. Mm-hmm. And much like some of the old school rogues, he's been given a lot of nice polish to be a dangerous, dangerous villain. And 
it's cool to see him move forward with that and have a, a newer tie to Aqualad. Mm. So. Right on. Um, man. It's like villain, villain in villains, man. I don't, there's been, there's been a lot of good, there's a lot, there's been, there are definitely good villains that are in the Batman universe, but as far as like, villain of the year, man, I, I don't know. That's, that's a hard one. He's like, I feel like Lex Luthor's probably my villain of the year because he's, simply because he's just so evil, but really good at playing good evil. Because this entire time he's been super Lex, we've known that he's evil. He just managed to trick us enough to be like, well, maybe he's not so bad. And now we're getting to the point where we finally start revealing things, and he's still evil Lex. So I, I don't know, man. There's not particular things he's done over the entire year that are, like, home-run evil. But, man, the amount of making you believe he might be good for a little while that is actually mm-hmm. viable in the Justice League books, for even like, though you for know... For a long time now. Yeah. Like, sold the whole nine yards of it. Like I, so I, I'd have to give the credit there. I mean, there's some other interesting ones that were that were cool, like one-offs, like Mixoplex's whole thing was really cool. Yeah. But even Mixoplex, I can't... Even though the stuff he was doing was totally evil and totally wrong, and, like, completely messed up, it doesn't change the fact that he's still Mixoplex. Yeah. And he's not... And I would argue his thing wasn't necessarily evil. No, it's just misguided. It was, I'm crazy Mixoplex. Right. Well, and I, I strongly was thinking Zod as well. Or not Zod, I'm sorry, um... Zarel, yeah, yeah, I was thinking that um, one too. But part of that's part of that's a little laughable. And another, I mean, I don't, I don't, I like that story. I just kind of think that it being Jarrell was a weird reveal. Yeah. And like, as far as other, I guess you know, it'd be between two. And like you said, it's hard to pick something that's not just at the end of the year. Man, can I pick a second one? Because the second one is, I think, is worse. Is it Elmer Fudd? No, Dang. that is a good one though. Man, he's not really a villain either. He's misguided. But he was hunting bats. I know. His bats he's on. I know. And that, but that's not the same thing. The, the other one's going to be the Batu Laughs. Oh, yeah. Because the Batu Laughs is, is like the most out there of all the evil Batmans. Yeah. I mean, an evil Batman that killed everyone because it was a natural decision. Um, what? And his, just, his look is so crazy. I be, be between him and Lex Luthor. Between those two. Because Luthor... Again, just sold it so hard up until this whole Imperius Lex stuff. And for such a long period of time, the whole idea that Lex Luthor's a good guy just messed up. I honestly thought we were past him being a villain. They they had tricked me to the point where I was like, yeah, I don't think he's going back. That's what I'm saying. Like, it went so far that it was believable that's who he was now. Yeah. Another crazy one was Reverse Flash for, like... The two issues that he was in of uh, yeah the the button mm-hmm. yeah that's true I I don't I wouldn't say he was villain of the year though because nothing he accomplishes in that whole book there's some detrimental it's, it's stuff more, but more of what was crazy that happened to him in that book yeah I guess that's true and, well that that would fall into a later category actually probably oh though. I have a different pick for that one oh do you okay all right well let's move on to the next uh, weird category so uh, Ross yeah. Ross best new character two, 2017 best new characters man that takes up from some of the rest of us but go on. <laughs> We've got uh, Clay Critter, who was the piece of, um, oh my gosh, how come I can't think of his name now? Clayface? Yeah. Uh-huh. Let me let me help you, Cross. Thank you. 
clay face. He, he's a piece of clay face that separated and became sentient and grouped himself with the super pets. And the second one is uh, Flexi the Plastic Bird, who may, in <laughs> fact, just be Plastic Man as a bird. <laughs> in that case, you can't count because he's not new. Okay, he's not Plastic Man as a bird. <laughs> Definitely not Plastic Man as a bird. But he might be. That's all right. That's a good. That's a good one. He, he turns into a bear. It's awesome. <laughs> so messed up. So messed up. Oh man. Uh, okay. Those are those are those are those are good ones. Those are good, those are good ones. I'm having, a, I'm having a really hard time because I, I'm having a hard time thinking of somebody who's new this year. You want me to go? Yeah. Go ahead and go first. Then. Okay. Well, I. I kind of wanted to do two too, but because of Ross's last statement, I think I'll go. I'll go with the shirtless bear fighter, no. best new character 2017. Let me tell you why. He's naked most of the time. He fights bears, loves flapjacks, and built a plane out of bear. <laughs> you know who can do that? Nobody. That's who. Only five part miniseries, and yeah, it is silly, silly and ridiculous. He doesn't change the world the way you read comics, the way you enjoy things, but it was super funny, and. If they don't do a sequel for the for the character, I'd be really surprised. Because I can see an Apocalypse Bear. That was supposed to be Apocalypse Now, but Apocalypse Bear. Um, anyway, so yeah, I can see a whole slew of things coming out of there. Simply because of how ridiculous the idea is. I mean, he fights bears that are running a toilet paper making plant destroying the forest. That's making fun of so many things at once. You know those bears with the toilet paper on TV? You know what I'm talking about. The ones that <laughs> want to clean themselves. Yeah! It's if you haven't got a chance to read it, five issues are freaking hilarious. Art's great. The story, I mean, the story is, it got, it's got some tragic parts in it. You know, betrayal by his bear brothers. It's awesome. <laughs> Anyhow, so I would give you Shirtless Bear Fighter as best new character 2017. And that, if I could pick a second one, I would say Rose from the, Rose comic book, also from Image Comics. Oh, yeah. uh, magic, that's, uh, Margaret, or, uh, David Finch and Mar- Marguerite Finch? Mar- Margaret? Margaret? I can't remember Margaret's. It, anyway, their book, or her book, he does the covers. Anyhow, it, Magic Tale, I, we've reviewed it on the show a couple times, at least once. I would give her as the second one, because that character is super interesting to me. I mean, it's a fairy tale princess with magic powers, man. Freaking awesome. Anyway, all right, that's um, I'll stop. I mean, it's no flying freaking rubber bird, but <laughs> that's true. She's awesome. It's hard. It's hard to beat the the rubber bird. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob, what do you got for best new character? Um, I think we're we're gonna call back to a character we talked about earlier with the bat who laughs. Ah, yes. Uh, he's he's definitely a crazy crazy character. I think once everything's said and done in metal, there may be some way of trying to sneak him. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think a lot of those characters are sticking around, but... It'd be he, interesting he if he did. He's kind of a linchpin of what's going on. Yeah. I mean, granted, he's not the end-all, be-all of it, but he's definitely a, one of the more memorable of the group. I mean, gosh. Yeah, I think if, if people, when people look back at the Metal series, that's who they're going to remember is yeah. the bad who laughs. Agreed. Um, all right, so, uh, so Beth, Death or Resurrection? Or if you have one for each for the year 2017. I'll go first with this one, so I can take one from you guys, probably. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with best... Well, I guess 
It's kind of both. And this kind of spoils part of what Rob said earlier with Phantom Mask. Because it's Charles Xavier mm. as a resurrection and then as a death for Phantom Mask, sort of. Mm. Because the way it happens, it's like both. I mean, at least I think it's both. I mean, it might not play out that way and eventually we may have both of them running around, but I, I would say that it's both. Death and a resurrection. Because we have one character that's left off the playing field, and the other character is there. And that, that's the easiest way to explain that without ruining the entire issue. Which I kind of want to. Don't do it. <laughs> kind of want to. Um, it's a good, good issue. Anyway, so if you're not reading Astonishing X-Men, then you're missing out. You need to get, get on that. Yeah, I think it's the strongest of the titles right now. Heck yeah, it's freaking awesome. Um, Rob? I would actually do this for Tim Drake... As the Red Robin, who okay. seemed to die earlier this year, and He's of course, you know, technically both also. We we know that he wasn't, but you know, he, they they had to play that out, and actually, it was kind of cool to see how that affected the rest of the uh, the Bat family. It wasn't quite as extreme as when Dick Grayson died. No, Tim Tim Drake's still my Robin, and so you know, say what you want about him not being the most interesting Robin, I guess. But I liked him, and I was pretty like. Shook up one that looked like they killed him, and so hey, it's pretty good. He's, he's, he's this my, category could be death and resurrection together because both those would fit there. Yeah, well, this year just happens to have a good deal of those. Right, so. uh, Ross. Worry, I'm going to break that right now. Okay. So as cool as the Reverse Flash dying and not actually really being dead because crazy time travel nonsense was. Um, we were introduced to Clay Critter in one panel. Oh my gosh. And then in two panels later, we saw a flashback where he was killed by Dexstar. Yeah, made me sad. <laughs> I like how everything Ross is referencing comes from the Super Sons annual. Almost everything. <laughs> Almost everything. <laughs> Mostly jokes, Ross. I was going to make everything come from the Super Sons annual. It's a, it's a heck of a book. And then I decided to only... Say the things that I actually really liked from the Super Sons annual, including the death of Clay Critter, who was the most devastating death this year. Man, that's rough. I don't know if I. Okay, well, because he probably actually is dead. Oh yeah. I mean, if I unlikely, we'll see Clay Critter again. That's true. Whereas, I mean, it's, it's probably the death that will stick. I think both of ours <laughs> being Death Flash Resurrection. Eventually, we'll see both those characters. Well, I mean, we already see Tim. But I think my mind will see both of them eventually together, regardless. But Clay Clitter, he's got a point. We're probably not going to see that character again. Yeah, he might, might be one of the deaths of sticks, so when we ever talk about death in comic books, it'll be Uncle Ben, Clay Critter, and then, like, the death of comics in comics. Death. <laughs> Which is not really a character, but... Ted Cord for a long time. But it's yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah, sad day. All right, um, so then next category would be uh, one series from 2017 to reread. Now, this can be an event of books or it can be a whole series of books. So, event slash series to reread from 2017. Rob, do you have a batch of books that you think you should reread from 2017? Uh. Yeah, this might be a cap out too, but like Secret Empire, I think, was actually a really, really well done series, and there's a lot of big things that go on in that. And so, 
if you're going to go back to just one for Marvel, I think that's the one to go back to. All right. All right. I'll be okay with that. It was, it was a pretty big, big chunk of book to read. Uh, Mr. Ross? Uh, the very... I, I don't remember exactly which issues it was, but the ending of uh, Superman in... The farm town. I forgot what it's called now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. It oh was, my gosh, I can't think of the name. It was the tail end of the Mistleplick stuff, right? Right before the Mistleplick stuff. Back when we had all the cows freak out and we found out the city was full of aliens? Yeah, and you had Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein and Batman and okay. Damien and su- super, super, su- Superman. Yeah, but that's in particular... That particular volume. Those Superman. last couple of issues with Manchester Black Shoot. and... I can't remember what the name of that story was. Anyhow. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But I can't remember what series yeah, of story it is. I don't remember the exact subtitle of those So maybe Rebirth Volume 3? Probably. That's Superman. That's a guess for where that lands at. It's 3 or 4. Yeah, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. So you'd probably read 3 and 4 and you'd be good because oh, yeah, Superman's awesome. been incredibly strong as a title recently. Yeah. And All right. uh, Super Sun's Annual. Wanted. Super Sun's Annual? Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, if I could throw out another one, I'd, I'd do Justice League of America. Volume 1 as well. Like, It's an odd group, but it's been really a strong take on that odd group. So. Cool. Well, I would say, and this is another, like, you're like, you just love Batman. I'm like, well, that's true. I do love Batman and Nightwing. Well, until it starts being bad. Right. You gotta go with what's good. I mean, even, really. even then, I still love Batman. Um, I would say the Batman, the War of Jokes and Riddles. Uh, Tom okay. King, it's going to be, I want to say, volume four of the current Batman series. Um, so yeah, War, War of Joke and Rid- Jokes and Riddles. Because not only did, like, Tom King knocks at home with this thing, because not only is he in the, he's, he's got two different factions battling each other, the Joker gang and the Riddler gang. And in the middle is Batman or Bruce Wayne, depending on what day it is. And as far as setup's concerned, the dude had to write riddles, he had to write jokes, and make all these things work within each other throughout a series of, like, what, eight, eight, or eight, eight issues, I think it was? And as far as, like, playoff, freaking awesome. Like, I mean, how often can you write, you know, I, I guess, how hard is it to write two totally different styles of characters throughout an entire series? I mean, Riddle and Joker sound like the same idea, but they're not. No. Well, and on top of that, he made Kite Man. Oh the yeah, kid. how do you mm-hmm. how do you make a character like Kite Man like the focal point of the story? Yeah, like that doesn't happen yeah. except for in this story. The next one's going to be Condiment King. Man, it's the next one. Then. I would be willing to believe that is possible at this point. You know, I it, normally I would have said like if Jeff Johns is doing it, okay, but you know, Tom King could probably find something. Oh, I can see him pulling it. Yeah, yeah, both of them. Yeah, writer wise, both of them could. Like a, that that particular series was awesome. I mean, I am Bane's awesome too. But between the two of them, like that that one, that one I like a lot. Um, but but if you're gonna drag up old people that you know probably shouldn't be focal points, please Rainbow Raider, come on. <laughs> oh my God! Well, I'm just saying that should be another category. Characters we'd like to see in 2018. Oh God! Nobody wants to see forward. Rainbow Raider. Apparently you do. <laughs> no. Apparently you do. No, I'm gonna I get to do now. Dang it, Ross! Uh, All I'm, you're doing is helping. I'm I'm gonna get my guy here soon. I'm gonna get the uh, Chronos, the Master of Time. <laughs> ah. He's gonna show up in something soon. <laughs> All right, that's okay. Um, okay, so best crossover event or s- event series. 
So greatest crossover or event series. So I guess technically what we all listed just now is things to watch is almost the same category, except this one would also link to the idea of crossover books <laughs> rather than just series to reread. Um, so while it is similar, it is not the same. We should space those different. I apologize for that at home because it's going to seem like we're talking about the same thing unless you're paying attention. Okay, so it'll seem like the same thing. Um, so as far as crossover events, Rob, what do you got? Okay. I, I thought really hard about taking one that I think you're going to pick. Okay. And I decided not to. Okay. Uh, the Avengers Champions crossover, I know once again it's like picking something up right at the end of the year. Um, and we've already kind of talked a lot about Secret Empire, but I actually really like this Avengers Champions crossover. It wasn't a big deal that you had to get a whole bunch of books for. It didn't have a whole lot of fanfare, but it was a nice way to bring those two together. And if you've been following the the whole relationship of these two groups, the champions only exist because of the fracture with the Avengers. So it was nice to bring them back together for this story. And it has a, kind of some lasting consequences with one of the characters that we're going to be exploring more in 2018. I still think Champions is a super, super legit book, and they have kind of toned down their social warrior justice movement things that they've been doing in the book. So I, I think the book will be more appealing to other people. If you can look past that stuff, Champions has been fantastic so far anyways. But that was a great little crossover, I think. Huh? Uh, Ross? I'm going to say, um, I've got two again. The, the Superman Reborn, that was the crossover between Superman and Action that ultimately led to the merger of U-52 Superman and, uh... Pre-52 Pre yeah. Superman. That was fantastic. Was that this year? Yeah. Gosh, I thought that was last year. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, that was a really cool story. Uh, we also had the very start of Doomsday Clock just recently at the end of this year. Right. And, uh, or the end of 2017. And that was really, been really good in just the few issues that have come out, so. Right. Yeah. I can agree with both those. They're both pretty good stories. So I, I think ultimately it's going to be a great story. And, I, and if they do the, the in the way that I think they're going to. Watchmen fans, it's okay to like the book. You don't have to be so angry. <laughs> I actually, I, I talked to someone, just a random person, wearing a Watchmen thing the other day. And, uh, I asked them if they'd check that out at all, like just look online or anything at it. And they're like, no, because Alan Moore, it doesn't have anything to do with it, so I'm not going to read it at all. I'm like, Wow. Yeah, that's been a lot of people's sentiments, and, you know, I mean, there's no way to know for sure where they're going, but I think I know where they're going, and I don't think you have to not care about this series just because you don't want to get your chocolate mixed with your peanut butter, you know? And it's okay. It's better that way. Even when it comes out, it'll be... Reese's is so good. It'll be a Reese's piece, and it'll be fine, you know? Yeah, I think part... Part, I, it's one thing to stand by your by your creators and authors. It's another thing to get left on the on the on the island full of zombies instead of escaping on the boat with everybody else. That's a terrible analogy. I thought it was going to come out better. Well, zombie island sounds okay. So you, no, bro, bro, you, you get eaten. Well, yeah, but that was a lot more fun. It was cat people and zombies. Well, whatever on an island, both. <laughs> Nevertheless, don't miss the freaking boat, you morons, and then die on the. Volcano Island, there you go. Oh. Volcano Island instead, because you're going to die 
and Almor will be up there casting spells, and he'll be the only one that lives, because he'll be on your corpse. You've seen a guy, looks like a freaking Unabomber, right there, like, living with Jewel in the Ireland. She does not get rid of him. With the Tiki stuff on the volcano island? No. Pineapples? No. It's not the fun kind of volcano, no. Ross. Or the fun kind of island. No. Really. Not at all. Terrible island. It's like the Greenland Islands. No. Yeah. It's just frozen wasteland with lava. Sounds yeah. nice when you show up, you're expecting okay. to wear shorts and like you got your sandals with you, and then you realize it all is an iceberg. Sweet. Not so cool if you're not dressed. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool in the kind of way that you die of frostbite. Mm. You pack badly. For Greenland. Either, either way, I just... I have a strong suspicion that all the Watchmen fans will not be too sad if they actually follow this book series. And, and they might actually get to have another Watchmen story instead of just nothing. Yeah. Well, I, think it's gonna, I think it's going to be good. But no, no, I agree. I think I'm not awesome. coming into it as a Watchmen fan first. Yeah, I, so. I guess if you really yeah. want to read Alan Moore stuff, you can go read Neonomicon. It has nothing to do with anything superhero-y, but you get a whole lot of Creature from the Black Lagoon raping ladies. Line right up, folks. Not what that movie came out. The Neonomicon? I think kind. No, I think you're talking about something different. Unless you're watching a different kind of movie. Just Tentacle movies? He's going to cut that whole part out. Ross, I know you like anime. There's a fine line, sir. A fine line. Okay, so best movie crossover... No, not movie. Gosh, best crossover event. I got distracted with the that's, movies. That's the one I just did, isn't it? All I'm thinking about is... I haven't done one. Oh. All I'm thinking about is tentacles. Oh, you don't You don't get one. No. I was going to say metal. Okay. All right, go ahead. So metal would be my, the best event for 2017. See, that's the one I was thinking. I was like, oh, I'm going to take metal. I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't. Because <laughs> metal, I think, is the best one. So I mean, it's... Yes. It's you, really good. Do you think metal is going to have an impact in no. DC? I, other than all these new characters are supposed to come flying out of it somehow, which means issue five better start delivering. Because yeah. up to this point, it's been crazy and really good. But we have like 12 new books going to start in March, I think. March, yeah, March. March and all of them are closer. supposed to be coming out of, well, maybe the end of February. You know, I have to look at the dates again, because it's Trifix. You think Trifix come out in January? Man, Maybe. see, if that's the case, like, dude, you're going to have to step it up, bud, because these books are coming out, and they're supposed to be coming from metal. And if they're not coming from metal, and it's all just a lie, that'll make me sad. <laughs> I mean, we do have the signal with Duke Thomas somehow out of metal. Because yeah. Batman's in metal, so I guess maybe that's why Duke Thomas... <sighs> Whatever. Metal, the main series, awesome. The one-shot books, awesome. The stuff coming from metal, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Terrifics looks way cool. It does. There's preview in the back of a bunch of books this month, and it, it looks cool. I think it's what, Sideways is what it's called? Yeah, the one that opens that, portals. Yeah, that one looks, that has, yeah, looks really it looks cool. cool, too. It had, a bunch, it had a previews last month, I think. Yeah. Like, and it, yeah, it looks cool, too. I'm not I'm not sold on a lot of the other ones, but I like Metamorpho, so I'm glad to see him back. Uh, there's got to be somebody who likes Plastic Phantom Girl. So awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, like Legion Tom Strong. Phantom Girl? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I think that'll be cool. I think that uh, Mr. Terrific I like a lot, too, actually. As a character, just in general, I think he's cool. He is, and they've handled him so badly. I hope this time, yeah. this time he winds up being... The, the way that he should be. He started out kind of legit during the whole Earth 2 thing, and then things got weird. And mm -hmm. Then there was two of them, and there was one. Yeah, it was weird. Anyway, 
Um, so yeah, I would give you Metal as uh, my 2017 pick of crossover event series of the year. You're like, it's not over yet, Steve, it might fall flat. I go, that's possible. Meh. Well, 2017 is definitely over, though. Glass, Glass so House. as of 2017. Oh, it's still yeah, awesome. It's still awesome. So even the last two issues come down, and dogs, it doesn't matter. It pulls a pulls a final crisis. Nice. That nobody talks about. Well, yeah, there's reasons for that, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta protect that writer. Yeah, well. <laughs> Man, that's, that's harsh. Yeah, um, that's okay, so bonus question. Oh, dang it. Yeah, I know. What book? What book would name one book to recommend to someone who is completely sick of superhero books? Rob. Okay, I let me let me do like four. Man, that's okay. a lot. I know. To have Roscoe first. I'm going to do them fast, though. Okay. I have Roscoe first, and you don't take. Okay, go ahead. No, it'd be fast. All right. So, Birthright doesn't have any superheroes in it. It's more fantasy style. Fan fantastic book. Wayward, it's dealing with the supernatural world, but it has no kind of superhero-type characters in it. Magic, but not in the same way. Yeah, yeah, but not in the same way. Um, Judas just came out, and it has been pretty darn strong. Um, it's actually a really fun story. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's, it's a very it's interesting story. story. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's totally worth it. It's going to be a mini. And um, this is going to sound like an odd one, but so far, Runaways. Because they ain't doing any superhero stuff. But it's actually a really, really, really well done story. So, so we'll give you credit in the first three, and the last one, well, maybe, they're superhero types. Maybe I'm just poking at Runaways because okay. nothing has happened in their story. Take but, that, whoever's listening. But it is, it is a well done story. Yeah. All right. Where's Ross? Poe Dameron in Star Wars. Poe Dameron, like it's a swear word. That's yeah. what I like. Yeah, so if you're into, I mean, obviously if you're into Star Wars, it's cool. Yes. I love that we have a book that focuses on an X-Wing pilot, and you get to see his group of uh, pilots that are around him. And, right, yeah. rather than being Jedi-driven? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool story. And then we also have uh, Hot Dog and the Werewolf. It's not what the name of that book is. And, uh... There's Jughead the Hunger. Jughead the Hunger. It's werewolves, werewolf. werewolf hunters... <laughs> Man, if people want to find that book, they're never going to be able to find it. You know, I think it'd be hilarious if someone comes up and asks, "Do you have any copies of Hot Dog and the Werewolf?" The person's like, "Yeah, right here. I know exactly what you're talking about." <laughs> Terrible. Uh, and then the uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of the exact title for it. The new King Kong book from Legendary that actually oh, ties uh, into the movies. Kong of Skull Island. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool story too. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's giant monkeys, not superheroes. All right, all right. That's it's pretty good. More fantastical, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Monsters. Fighting yeah. giant monster stuff. Heck yeah. yeah. Man, okay. Those are all pretty. Those are all pretty good. Uh, man, as far as like non superhero-y, I mean, I, I'd say Black Science. I mean, yeah. It's Rick Remender, and it's fantastical, but it's like messed up science and monsters and mutants type. Not necessarily superhero type, so I, I would say that one. Um, Dark Arc, I would say it's alternate oh, yeah. history, and yeah, while we're dealing with fanciful monster creatures and normal humans, we're not dealing with superhero types, and it's really more anti. It's really more alternative history kind of stuff than anything else. I'd say both those are definitely worth a read. Dark Arc's about four issues in, five comes out sometime this month, so it's not super far in. 
but it, super interesting book. I I think it's great. I think it's I think it's awesome. Um, I feel like there's one more in there that was that was that way that I thought was freaking great. Now I can't remember what it was called. <sighs> Wasteland Side. Oh, Realm. Gosh, from also from Image Comics, and it's again not superheroes, but Wasteland Sci-Fi. So I guess it's all sci-fi space stuff. So between the group of us, we're throwing sci-fi and magic at you. If you don't like comics or superheroes, you get magic sci-fi. And horror. And horror. Yeah. And not horror like the kind you be on the corner. Horror like scary. Was it that a question? Be, it could be both, maybe. Yeah, according to your movie choices, Tentacle Boy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Um, all right, well, I guess that's pretty much wraps up 2017, really. Is there any other things of note we need to mention that you guys can think of? Anything else you got to say about anything? No, nope. no. That was a, it was a huge year for comics, and a lot of a lot of big things that were good, and a lot of big things that were bad. But yeah, we tried not to force bad on this year. Last year we kind of looked at some of the stuff that was bad. Yeah. So this year was a little more happy swing than yeah. As we we just talked trash about a little bit of stuff. But but yeah, 2018. There's a lot of good things to look forward to. So well, yeah, in theory we get the end of Watchmen sometime towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, as far as metal, we get the end of metal here in the next two months. Yeah, we're going to we see all these new books coming from DC. That yeah. are yeah. half of them are new characters, half of them are mixed match of old characters we just haven't dealt with. We're getting Tom Strong, which I think is freaking awesome in the Trifics. So like, is Tom Strong part of that? Yep. Hmm. He's going to be one of the other characters in the side for it. So we're going to have Tom Strong, uh, Mister Trific, Mister Fantastic, Phantom Girl. We figured out his name earlier today, Rob. Not Mr. Fantastic. Oh, Let's sorry. Okay. Plastic Man. Excuse yeah. me. That's okay. The funny Mr. Fantastic. Plastic Man. Metamorpho? No, he's in there too. No, the the, the guy was the uh, the assistant. Uh, oh, I, he's not... That's not him? He's not an important character now. He's in there. Well, yeah, but he's not. Is his name the assistant? No, I can't remember his name. He's, he's the guy who works for Elk... Elkington, he's he's the he's the thug assistant, to the guy who created Metamorpho. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking. I about. can't remember his name though. Yeah. Anyway, I guess he I guess he doesn't matter according to Rob. I don't think he's. We'll see him. how that goes, Mister. I hope that he's called Thug Assistant next time. I don't think this. He's got a name. Thug That'd assistant. Be an interesting superhero name though. Thug assistant. Thug assistant. Is he assist thugs or he's a thug himself? He's an assistant. I think he's a thug that assists other people. Ah, which well, might not be as good, but you know. <laughs> nah, that's a good point. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have the Phoenix series. We're gonna have Old Man Hawkeye. We're gonna have uh, X Men Red. Yeah, that should, that should be cool. Um, this No Survivors for Avengers. Hopefully, we'll reignite people's love for Avengers. Yeah, the first issue was great. Um, I mean, there's just, just if you guys haven't checked that out yet, the Avengers like quick coming series for the next three months. The No Surrender series. The first issue was freaking awesome. So if you get a chance to pick that thing up, it's got a lenticular cover, which is also really cool. But yeah, there's a couple. There's the main character death in the like middle of the well first half of the book, and it's one that is like not an A-lister. But my gosh, I was surprised they did it. Mm. Crazy, man. Can I throw one more death of characters into like great death? Was that an option inside of our things? That's how we got to end it though. So okay, this will be the end of it. So if I was to go back to question three, uh, best death. It's not the best death, but one of the most unfortunate deaths. So Phil Coulson gets popped by Deadpool because of Evil Steve. 
and it's just that was a that was a suck. Yeah, he was he was one of my like thoughts for for best hero was Phil Coulson. Yeah, I kind of still don't think he's dead, but I I just I cannot bring myself to think that Deadpool faked that because he's just acting so much it's like still he out didn't. of sorts. Yeah, at this point, like we have a Deadpool that's actually super. Re- 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 what do you call that? Remorseful, yeah, remorseful. Repentful is what I was trying to say, but remorseful is the right word. Different, yeah. yeah, remorseful for the for the death of a of another person, and that's very not normal Deadpool. Yeah. So that's been super interesting. Which so if you're not reading Despicable and you didn't read the end of the the previous Deadpool run, yeah, there's some crazy stuff in there for Deadpool that feels sorry for having done something. But yeah, I would say Coulson. Like that was a suck loss for the year. Yeah, it was. Anyway, uh, I think that's it. Right, Ross? Yep. Rob? That's, yeah. I don't think there's a whole lot more. Happy t- 2018. T- uh, yeah. Good luck, everybody. Okay. Put your tight yeah. pants on. Make sure to tie off the knees. <laughs> you don't want to fall out the back while you're walking. <laughs> no, I'm the only one. It makes a mess of the carpet. No. Give <laughs> you, you don't like cleaning. You know what I'm talking about. Black spots. No? no, you're the only one. Tiki? Tiki! I like how Ross is like, we're going to Tiki. No, Tiki is a Tiki. Come on! Come on!